The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with their latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews like this week's featured Shack Chat, where the crew discusses their all-time favorite third-person shooter games like Ratchet and Clank and Gears of War. And now, by using the Shack News Cortex, you can join in on the conversation and discuss all your favorite gaming and pop culture topics. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflog Show! Welcome to the show. Happy Victory Monday. I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside Nick Padone and Chris McNeil. Gentlemen, undefeated. One to know. Undefeated. Chris, thoughts? That's amazing. I, I saw the tweet where the Browns tweeted out that they were one to know, and that's the first time they've ever had an opportunity to do that because Twitter like came out in 2006 or something like that, and we hadn't won one since then, so... Wow. First time for everything, Dave, and it's been a long time. Well deserved, and here we are, Victory Monday. Who knew it would only take a kicker? That's all it yeah. took. Didn't take uh, a show did, I would like to say. <laughs> what was the conversation last week that we talked about this team having the type of talent that can play with anybody and the games are going to be won or lost at the margin, and that's where guys like Cade York are going to make a difference. And sure enough, Dave. Look at what happens. If you listen to this show, you knew that was going to happen because we talked about it last week. I think this show is the reason the Browns drafted a kicker. Absolutely. Also a friend of show, Katie York. That is true. Even, I right. can't believe we haven't said that yet. Yes. I, I sent. I texted him the video of us partying in the uh, studio here, which took a little bit that of time to mess. clean up. It looks pretty good, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks really he good. He liked it. He liked it. So he's, he's happy that the uh, Katie York fan club is uh, growing in Cleveland, Ohio. Love it. All right, so we got a packed show tonight on the show. We'll kick it off with Cleveland headlines. Obviously, Brown's heavy there. Then we're bringing in our featured interview with Hayden Grove. Uh, then we'll do some over-unders to preview week two as we go 2-0 uh, against the Jets. Maybe Joe Flacco. Flacco. Maybe Mike White. Who knows? (laughs) He he didn't look too good. Uh, And then we'll finish it up with another edition of Stump the Flog. Stump the Flog. I I think this is the hardest one we've had thus far. Just throwing that out there. All right. 
I'm going to give you're the... going to interrupt all this good mojo we've got going. We've got the Browns, the Cavs, the Guardians, by the way, to give yep. something very, very hard on Stump the Flog. All right. I'm up for it. Let's go. Yeah. If I uh, betting favorite, I go Chris on this one. No, right. no offense, Nick. Ooh, I understand. Yep. All right. Let's kick it off with some Cleveland headlines. <laughs> Cleveland headlines brought to you by our friends at TSE Cleveland. Um, oh, Chris, yeah. did you get anything in the mail from TSE Cleveland recently? I sure did. In fact, it came today, Dave. And give me one second. No kidding. Let's let's see what do you, what do you got there. So this will always be. You. This is great for our podcast listeners. Always with a visual, but we've got oh, the Webster Slaughter Reggie Langhorn where they're going up and giving the high-five, the air high-five, yeah. yeah. which is just legendary. This one is personally signed by both of those individuals. I, I couldn't believe they had such an item up there. I love this photo so much. I'll send it out a lot uh, during Brown season just because I think it's one of those yeah. classic moments, and it brings me right back to what we were doing at that time and how successful those teams were. So when I saw they had that, and autographed it's just gorgeous it was fantastic dave and yeah it hit my mailbox today so another win for me today dave <laughs> yeah there you go I, I hate to bring this up okay but remember when we had jw johnson on the show back in the day of live twitter comments yeah we, we had a live twitter comment come through and somebody asked if we could have obj and jarvis landry recreate that photo thank god that never happened oh my god <laughs> Thank goodness. So, yeah, I got an item from TSE Cleveland. Check that out, Chris. The Browns Amp Speed Helmet in the back. Nice. Signed by the one and only Jarvis Landry. I was like, I'll Love take it. that off your hands. Yeah. Why not? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a nice transition there, Nick. <laughs> yeah, right? I knew that was coming. Look at you. Look and at, you didn't my even know that item, was signed by My him. item from TSE Cleveland yeah. was given away. Oh, you gave it away? Gave it away. Who won? I think we're about to announce it right now. Oh, wow. okay. All right. Yeah, they helped us give away a ton of signed Browns merchandise. Today, we are giving away my autographed Browns Amari Cooper jersey wow. from TSE Cleveland. Yep, Amari Cooper signed jersey. And the winner is... <laughs> Suzanne W. at... Inca Princess 26, you won the signed Amari Cooper jersey. Congratulations. TSE will get that out to you shortly. Heck yeah. Good stuff there. Yeah. Glad to give it back. There we back go. Back to the Browns fans. I Enjoy even... it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, all right. Let's move on. Congratulations, Inca Princess 26. Let's talk some Browns. Let's do it. NFL Research sent this out. Cade York's game winning 58 yard field goal for our Cleveland Browns longest field goal by a rookie in their team's first game of the season in NFL history. Yeah, I believe it. Never has happened. Also one yard longer than not friend of show, but friend of everyone friend of city, Phil Dawson. Yes. Hopefully one day friend of show. Yeah, we're working on it. We're definitely not closing that door. No, no, no. but yeah, I mean, did you guys think he was going to make that? Yes. Zero, I mean, we've had him. I did. I really did. So, so I thought he was going to make it, 
but eight seconds left, I thought we were losing for sure. I'm like a Hail Mary or something. 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 <laughs> they were going to run it back. Yeah. Baker's going to throw a bomb. We clearly yeah, know how to give that. those up. Yeah. And we've yeah. seen him do it. Christy. Yeah, after that went through, I tweeted something real quick about us winning. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm a Browns fan. I should know better than this. With I deleted it immediately. And, and fortunately, nobody screenshotted it because I just knew. I was like, what are you doing? I thought it was the I thought time had expired. So I had a little mini panic attack for me over Twitter. But uh, it all so turned Chris, out. You, in all honesty, when he lined up, did you actually think he was going to make it? I did. I, I really, really did. I, I'm being honest with you. How far have we come? I felt good about that. I don't know why. I, I don't. Maybe just <laughs> temporary insanity, Dave, or some confidence in Cade York, or yeah. maybe it's just a new Cleveland Browns and I'm buying in, Dave. It's a new reflog. It's a new me. It's a new day. So positivity all the way with the Cleveland Browns. All right. One all right. One and oh. Man, the Browns made Chris turn over a new leaf. That's right. Not talking about loser parades anymore. I didn't get a single. That's the first ever opener for the Browns. that I didn't get a single tweet at me about the parade. How about that? First time ever. You've done wow. it. That's so good. Yeah. Heck yeah. We got to do another parade. Oh, boy. Oh, looks like they're going to earn another one. Is that permit <laughs> still good? want to know want to know hey we haven't done worse tweets in a while but uh how about the pony express andrew philip pony is that his name yep uh pittsburgh radio tweeted out drafted a kicker in the fourth round what a clueless dumbass organization yeah enjoy kenny pickett pony wow didn't he also he also tweeted out that he was he had a bet that the steelers are going to be better than the browns this year yeah, I, what the bet, I think it was the same guy. I forget what the bet was, but hey, right I mean, now both one and zero. Steelers are one and zero. I, I was of, happy they won. Yeah, like I too. hate the Steelers, and I I hope they lose every game. But I was like, you know what? If the Bengals are zero and one, that's going to be better for us. Oh, it's a it's a win by not, me. Yeah, yeah, they were riding too high, man. Too with the yeah. with the Joe Burrow with the sunglasses. I was just so yeah, sick of all that. He, he was due to too much. Six and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. All right, let's move on. More for you. Cleveland tweeted out the Browns have won a season opener for the first time in 18 years and a road season opener for the Jeez. first time in 28 years. Nick, you were not alive. I was not alive. Uh, besides the kick, Chris, what else stood out to you in this game? Uh, how about Miles Garrett? How about Miles Garrett? You know? Talk about a guy who could talk a little bit, and he doesn't talk a whole lot, but he talked a little bit this week. You knew that this was a big game for him. You knew he had it circled. You knew there was something there with Baker, and he delivered. He delivered. Those two plays in a row, man, I was off the couch going nuts. Uh, that, That was probably the highlight of the game for me because you really felt him coming into his own, going after Baker. Everybody wanted to see it. And he delivered that, that, that for me was pretty special. 
Yeah, that that was incredible. Nick, what about yourself? Mine actually is just the fact, I know Baker was the headline, but mine is the fact that we're 1-0 with this upcoming schedule. I really think that had the Browns taken a loss right there against Baker, it would have just really been so bad for morale. And then you're asking yourself, Twitter would have blown up. Yeah, when's the win coming? And everything was so bad. But I really think that the way that they won with Miles playing well, how about Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, 60 yards. Anthony Schwartz, a couple really nice plays and a clutch reception. I really think the fact that they're one and oh was bigger than beating Baker because they oh, got yeah. some easy opponents coming up. So use that momentum from this game, come back home, roll over the Jets, and then you got a short week before Pittsburgh Thursday night. And what about Anthony Schwartz? So I loved what Stefanski did with him. I liked it. Okay, we're handing it to you. Okay, you just, you caught a handoff. That was good. Now we're going to pitch it to you. (laughs) All right, baby steps. It's like me playing with my like three-year-old kid. Like, all right, take another step back. And then he finally catches the game-winning drive to to go down there. Yeah. For a little while, it was like Kramer with the movie phone. Why don't we just hand you the ball? <laughs> I I think he was surprised that he caught it. I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I you're mean, like, yeah. yeah. It showed him. He was like, wow. I mean, the guy has the yip so bad. So that's what I'm yeah. saying, that it was just so good for everybody, you know, top down. It, it was just a, such a feel good for morale type of win. Cleanse the soul. Did you see our owner on the sidelines going? Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Has How about I mean, that? He knew it was big. He knew. It I'll was say big. this, man. You know, people love beating down on Jimmy Haslam. He cares. Show me another True. individual worth five billion dollars that is going to get yeah. as excited about a week one win. There aren't many. No, there there really isn't. No. So yeah, he's fiery. You know, some people don't like him. Whatever. Yeah, he's he's putting together a pretty good football. I'll take him. There's there's no one that was happier with Baker's what like three, four botched fumbles. Yeah. And the interception sailing it in that first half than than the Haslam's. Yeah. How about Jadavion Clowney? Big game. Big tip right off the bat. I mean, everybody kind of like poo pooed nationally the Clowney signing a year ago when we when we brought him to Cleveland the first time. And I just haven't seen it. He's been really good for the Browns. Chris, what do you think about Stefanski's play calling? There was a couple head scratchers (laughs) along the way yesterday. You're still going with those fourth down, playing your games there, and I know it's probably looking at the stats, and that's what you're supposed to do. It, it's a little bit maddening. Um, I, I don't know. If it works out, <laughs> I'm going to be happy, but I, there, there are several instances where you're like, I, I don't know what he's doing there. Um, yeah. You know, especially when you, when you got – I don't know that you have to make it that complicated when you're playing the Carolina Panthers and you got, you got the backfield that we do, you know? Run Kareem Hunt, run Nick Chubb. Let's not make it too too difficult. How about some things- penalty stuff, Chris? I mean, already yeah. nine penalties in that game. Like we we had a illegal formation on a kickoff, and the Browns, as they were last year, top five penalized team in the NFL throughout Week One already. And it's getting very unnerving watching that play clock every yeah. single play. I don't know if that's play. strategy or what, but we run it down to below 1 second, I swear. And they could call us for a lot more delays if they yep. wanted to. Gives me shades of Freddie Kitchens when he was looking yeah. at that play sheet like a Denny's menu. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of Jacoby? 
He was bad, but I'm pulling yeah. for him. All right, I think that's fair. <laughs> he was bad, but I'm pulling for him. That's, I mean, that's he, but he put the team in position. He showed up when he had to at the end. That's so all you want out of your quarterback, but at the same time, a 38 QBR, I mean, 18 of 34 right. passing. That, that, he didn't, he didn't have to do much. No, he didn't. He didn't look good. I, and he was emotional after the game. I don't know if you guys saw I these saw clips. Crying, yeah. yeah. So maybe he was just a little excited. And they say that he's a guy that's not going to turn the ball over. That's for damn sure. But I wish they would have maybe pushed it a little bit more. Not. I mean, he missed Amari Cooper on what would have been two walk-in touchdowns. Yeah. I, I know, Chris, you were kicking for your fantasy team over there. Uh, yes, that's exactly right. And <laughs> another guy on my fantasy team that I want to ask you about, Nick, is David Njoku. Oh, boy, uh, yeah. Where was he? Again, I, I thought this was David Njoku's year. One game yeah. he was with Amari Cooper. He, I mean, the, yeah, he, he was making his money in the blocking game yesterday. Some of those All big right. goals for Chubb and Hunt, he was an integral part. I know Did you, you see that? Blocks don't earn fantasy ball. points, Nick. I know, I know. Oh, no one cares no about points per block. I'm not in PPB league. I'm sorry. Jeez, dude, you didn't think to grab a tight end a little bit sooner than the 18th round? I mean, jeez. All right. Yeah, I I think that it'll it'll come with Njoku and probably for your fantasy team, you got to just hope that like come playoffs when Watson's back, maybe he kind of vultures some of those red zone looks away from some of the safer stuff with the RBs. Now we got 10 more games to go. 10 more. So we're one eleven. We're chugging along. (laughs) All right, let's get into our featured interview of the week. Bringing on Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com. Let's do it. All right, on the Labatt line, we have a sports writer for Cleveland.com, Mr. Hayden Grove, making the rounds on Big Play. Hayden, how you doing, man? I'm good. Um, I'm I'm trying to cover the end of a Guardians game and uh, trying to talk to you guys. So uh, trying to do my best in terms of, you know, being able to, can you hear me okay? I can barely hear you guys, but we're going to make it work. Perfect. We will. Uh, we won't take. Yeah, we should have waited. Uh, we should have waited just a little bit until this game was hopefully going to be over. I was watching it. You're going to get a lot of behind the. Uh, you're going to get a lot of behind the scenes kind of things like this. Hayden, are you in press box? Where are you? Final line score for Cleveland: five runs, eight hits, no errors. I think the game is final. Four runs, five hits, one error, five runs. Hayden, Hayden, you want us to bring you back in five minutes? No, we're good. It'll be done. He'll be done in a second. So yeah, (laughs) who is that dude? So that's uh, that is the official scorer here at Progressive Field. He kind of gives the media. See, you're getting a full. You don't really get this, right? You're getting a full inside kind of experience back here. So yeah. So, you know, when writers need their, their, you know, their stats and their game, you know, stories or whatnot, uh, that's the official score kind of telling the whole uh, press box what's going on. Very cool. Very cool. So the game just went final. I'll take it. Yes. Game just went final five to four after a 10. It was going to work out perfectly. It was going to be, it was, uh, it was like, a, it was the last pitch or there were two strikes. And then uh, the umpire, Ron Culpa got hit in the head and he had to leave for 10 minutes. So couldn't have been perfect. Obviously, because nothing's ever perfect. Is Tito up there hanging out with you? No, Tito's in the clubhouse. Uh, Tito, <laughs> Tito got rung earlier today, so he's in the clubhouse. Uh, he's in the clubhouse. I've never seen him that angry. Uh, he must have really, really, really had something uh, going on there because he was. That was the most angry I've ever seen him. 
Yeah, what happened there, Hayden? From your vantage point uh, there at the ballpark, take us through what, what really went down there. Yeah, I mean, so the funny thing is that I think Tito and Ron Culpa have like a um, have like a his, history of bad blood together. Um, because remember in 2015, there was this video of, of Tito going like, F you, like saying that, like that. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was Ron Culpa. Wow. Tonight was Ron Culpa. So there might be some bad blood there. So apparently Tito was trying to get um. Tito was trying to get a challenge of a hit by pitch and the umpire said it was too late for him to do so or something. And then they just got into it. So Tito got rung first and then Phil Nevin, the manager of the angels got rung. Nice. All right, let's switch to something a little bit more positive. Let's talk yep. Browns. One and know. Hey, wait and- a second. We're switching what? away from the guardians. Yes. We're right switching now in first place. Just one again tonight. And, and you're saying something more positive. Then Tito getting thrown out. Okay. Well, I yeah. think that was pretty positive. I think that was calculated by Tito. I mean, right. he doesn't get thrown out unless he wants to be thrown out. That's a, that's a very, very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah, that's, that's just all part he of the always, game. He always gets his money worth. Hayden Browns are 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. What What'd you think yesterday? I mean, it's that was a Browns game. Roller coaster yeah. of emotions. Um, <laughs> you know, of all the things to say, it was a roller coaster of emotions. It was, um, you know – they started strong, then kind of let them back into it. I mean, that's kind of the mark of a Kevin Stefanski team, and that's going to have to change. You know, Kevin Stefanski in his tenure, they've gotten off the hot starts. They've they've come out strong. They've come out ready to play, and then all of a sudden they, you know, can't can't pull it together in the second half, and they end up losing games. So yesterday, I think Kate York saved them from what would be another horrific loss, um, and they have to figure out. You know, we can we can be positive about the game because they did win it, and they have Kate York and all that. But they have to figure out why this is the formula with Kevin Stefanski. They have to be better in the second half. They have to be more aggressive in the second half. They can't let these things happen because we we saw it all year last year, didn't we? We saw it all year last year. You get off to a good start, then you crumble down the stretch. you got to play better in the second half. I don't know why they can't play better in the second half. I don't know if Kevin doesn't make adjustments, if they lose their energy. I don't know what it is. You have to play better in the second half. So do you think that we can – once you know we've got this out of the way with Baker Mayfield, can we just all wish him well and put this behind us? I think this was like the longest build up to week one in the history yeah. of Browns football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's time. Just I'm ready. To, I like Baker as a quarterback. I think that he can play. A lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. But I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to stop talking about him. I'm ready to let him just play in Carolina and do his thing. Uh, or and, you know, I wish him the best, but. I'm not going to be watching the games. I'm not going to be, you know, scouring the stat lines. I'm just going to be, you know, maybe if I catch it here and there, like just on Twitter or whatever, then I'll see it. But, um, you know, it's time for him to move on, time for us to move on. You know, I thought yesterday was actually pretty perfect. You know, he didn't play great, um, but put them in his position to win. And, you know, the Browns end up winning. He didn't embarrass himself for most of the game. So, um, you know, did what he needed to do. Now we move on. How do you think, Hayden, how do you think inside that locker room they really were looking at this with the whole Baker Mayfield thing? Obviously, that was the national headlines, and that's what everybody was looking for in terms of intrigue. Did it really creep into the locker room as much as I, I kind of suspected it, it may have for guys like, you know, uh, Miles Garrett? Yeah, I mean, they downplay all the time the amount of you know motivation they have. You know, they don't want to create headlines themselves, right? If there are headlines created by Baker Mayfield like there were, and let by, you know, by whoever, um, the Browns are going to use that. 
and they've said they're going to use that, but they're not trying to make a headline themselves. But, you know, Miles said it after the game, you know, they were motivated by the way the other team acted, AKA the way that, you know, the things that Baker said, the way that Baker came out. I think Miles is very motivated. I think these guys use anything to motivate them because yeah. it's such a hard season. You get 17 games, you know, you go through a pretty tough training camp and you're fighting, you got injuries. I mean, every week you got to use something. And I think um, that they found it. They found it in Baker Mayfield. And uh, so I think the defense is definitely ready to get after him. Um, and I do think they use, they use things for motivation way more than we believe. What did yesterday do for your confidence in Jacoby Brissett? I know it was, you know, shaky really throughout 75% of the game, but he put the team in, in a chance to win for Kate York to come in and hit that 58 yarder. How's, how's your confidence level right now in Jacoby Brissett? Well, I think Jacoby knows he could have played better. I think there was a ton of missed throws, missed opportunities. I think that'll come with, you know, time and, and more play, you know, more playing with this Browns offense. I mean, I don't understand the reasoning for him not playing in the preseason as much as he did, but anyway, whatever. The point being, Jacoby can play a lot better. He knows he can play a lot better. I think the most confidence inspiring thing about that game was that he didn't play well and they were still in it and he didn't turn the ball over and they still had an opportunity to win. That's what Jacoby Brissett's going to do. He's not going to go win you a football game. He's just yeah. going to put you in the right position to let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt win you a football game, to let your defense win you a football game. So I'm confident that he can do that. I'm not as confident that, you know, he's going to go out there and throw for 200, 300 yards a week. I don't even think he's going to go through for throw for 200 yards a week, but I think he, I'm confident in that he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to get the offense into, into positions where they can succeed and where they can run the ball. And that's all you really need from him for 11 weeks. So Browns fans traveled pretty well to Carolina. So most of the tailgating was yeah. Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, what, what atmosphere are you expecting for week two, the home opener, man? Oh, I mean, it's going to be wild, right? I mean, you know, yeah. I think that even with the, you know, the Sean Watson stuff, I think the Browns fans are collectively still, you know, very much in support of this team. I was not down there in Carolina. I was, pl- that's a long story, plan to go down, things crumbled, whatever. Point being is that I heard a lot of Browns fans are down there. I think next week's going to be crazy. You know, I, first week of the season at home, um, you know, the, the Muni lot's nuts. The the tip, the lit Burke Lake front lot is nuts. I mean, Browns fans are very, very passionate, and they love their Browns, and they love to have fun, and uh, I think it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. You didn't go to Carolina. You were just hanging out with Michael Buble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. No, I wish. I wish not, I not to sidetrack us there, but could you, could you tell that story? Because I think it's still pinned to your Twitter, so go follow Hayden on Twitter. Yeah. But now, so that's your hero, correct? Yeah. I mean, it's, I've, you know, what was that moment like for you? Yeah. Um, so basically the backstory is, you know, I've, I don't know when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of Frank Sinatra and, and, and the, the, the Gruners, the Rat Pack, whatever. And, you know, the problem was that they were all dead. I didn't have anybody to really look up to and that they're all dead. I mean, it's, it's true. They were <laughs> yeah. dead, you know, and, uh, here comes Michael, this kind of young kid. He was probably 27 at the time. And, uh, uh just, was recreating the music, re kind of reimagining it. And uh, just, I fell in love with the style. I fell in love with his music and, uh, you know, and then I learned what kind of a human he was and, and a great and uh, humble and charitable and kind guy. And uh, so, yeah, I've been, I've been probably his biggest fan since I was 10 years old. And uh, so f- the story goes back to like during the pandemic, I posted something about how much, you know, just being all, I was probably had a couple beers and whatever and was being all like uh, <laughs> probably just being like way too sappy about like, Oh man, the what you've done for me in my life and my music. 
and he res- and he saw it and he responded on Instagram and uh, was like very you know said like you know and that's what he that's the only dream he had growing up was to like spread this music to kids like me and just very like matter of fact and he said thank you and then a couple months go by and um, uh, he he was doing a new he had he had a new album out in March and uh, somebody asked me to send a question in via video because um, he was doing like a Q and A thing and I sent the video in and uh, just asking you know what what his process was for picking songs to put on the album and he said like oh i, re- I recognize this guy i remember this guy from you know from the <laughs> pandemic and i was like oh my god that's wow. crazy and then a couple more months go by and um i'm on tiktok you know i i very much enjoyed the app it's a great place for me to do other things i love I love twitter because i can do sports i love instagram because it can be kind of my personal page and then i do tiktok because it's my singing stuff and uh and lo and behold, I like a couple months ago, he saw one of my videos, liked it, and then followed me, and um, yeah. I was blown away. And then, obviously, I went to go see a show in Pittsburgh, and uh, I had good tickets. I, that's what I spend my money on. I don't spend my money on cars and clothes. I spend them on bootleg tickets. And uh, <laughs> was on was in the second row, and uh, he, the second song, he saw me, and I knew like I knew he saw me. He like gave me like a like a like a I don't know like a little like head nod, and. Um, <laughs> Then kind of after one of his songs, probably fourth or fifth song, he stopped and he was like, you know, then you can watch the video. He's like, you know, how many people have TikTok and raise their hands? And the rest was history. I just I couldn't believe what was happening. It was wild. <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. cool, man. That is awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Wild. Wild. I mean, just he just that it was none of it was planned. None of it was were he didn't reach out to me and say he was gonna do anything. Just just happened. And we come into the fall now. I know it's probably always Buble season for you, but for the rest of us, it'll be Buble season, whether you like it or not, here for the yeah. next few months as we come into yeah. the holidays. November 1st, you know what's coming. That's exactly right. It's all Buble all the time, yeah. right. either him or Mariah. That's fantastic. Right. I've, I've followed that story like yeah. for years now and kind of your the way you, you, you know, follow him and how he, you've always been a huge fan and to see it kind of come and, and come to this kind of a conclusion and hopefully it's not the end of everything, but right. uh, it, it's been kind of fun to follow. Right, right. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's been a fun story. You know, it's one I of those, they always that. talk about timeline cleansers and you yeah. see that one, you're like, that's a cool story. That's a genuinely yeah. neat thing. It's somebody that you obviously look up to who, you know, you've connected through social media and it's it's a neat feel good story and it's one of the few ones you see out there so i appreciate it yeah i mean you know it's funny i think i've been so many people have reached out to me that you know that i haven't talked to in a long time and just like they're like man that was so cool i'm so happy to see that and i think that means more and maybe not more than the moment but i think that means as much as anything that you know people have just come out of the out of the blue to say hey you know because you don't you know who's following you but you don't like you know who follows you but you don't know who follows you so it's like some of the people i didn't even know like followed me um i mean it 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 means a lot it does that's awesome let's keep the positivity going because anthony schwartz caught a football (laughs) um how how are you feeling about him in this mix dpj obviously looked awesome uh amari cooper didn't get many targets but anthony schwartz do you think he's gonna find his groove this season with jacoby Brissett? i just think guys that he, he he I, I, I feel badly for Anthony Schwartz because I think it's all mental with him. I think yeah, he hears yeah. footsteps when he's running over the middle and it just, he's not a football player. We got to remember that he's a track star playing football and you know, he doesn't have that, like, I want to get hit mentality. He doesn't want that, that like 
you know, tough, hard-nosed mentality. He has the I'm going to be fast, I'm going to catch the ball, and I'm going to run past everybody mentality. So when you're, when you're throwing him the ball over the middle where there's a ton of traffic, and there's a ton of people, he hears those footsteps, he gets close to those people, and it's like, and he starts to freak out, and then that's why he drops the ball. Yeah. If I was Kevin Stefanski, I would just run him with do reverses, run him down the field, straight down the field, or on a post, and have him catch. He's not meant to catch the ball like this. You know, you're taught as a kid, the diamond, catch the ball like in the diamond. Right. Anthony Schwartz catches the ball like this because it's over his shoulder. It's not, he's not used to catching balls like this. Just catch the ball like this. So I'm putting it on Kevin Stefanski more than anybody, Anthony Schwartz's problems with this offense because he's not being used the way that he needs to be used. He's not being used in a way that's productive for him or the team. So I would just send him, make him a decoy 95% of the time. The rest of the time, just send him down the field. Just send him straight down the field. He's going to beat his man. He's going to beat his man. Maybe not every time, but enough times to where he's going to be effective. So let him run down the field, double moves, whatever you want to do. Run him straight. I want to look ahead a bit to next week. I think Joe Flacco is like 17 and Joe three. Flacco. I think he's like 17 and three or something like that all time against the Browns. Obviously a very different organization now with the New York Jets than the Baltimore Ravens. How, what, what's your expectation like going into this game against the Jets? Obviously they got a bunch of good young wide receivers, but other than that, this should be another game where the Browns have the upper hand, Craig. Yeah, I think the Browns win this game pretty handily. Um, yeah. You know, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco isn't what he used to be. He doesn't have the weapons he used to have. Um, you know, their running game is is what it is. I mean, Baltimore played well against them, but I didn't think it was like remarkably good. I think Cleveland. You know, I think they're going to run the ball. I think that you know they're going to Jacoby's going to be better in this game. I think he's going to even be more comfortable in front of the home fans. If Cleveland loses this game, I think they got big problems. I don't think they lose this game. I think they win it pretty handily, uh, you know, seven to fourteen points, something like that. Um, you know, I just think that the, their their defense, outside of a couple miscommunications, which you can't have inexcusable, but outside of a couple miscommunications, thought the defense was excellent. Thought the run game was perfect. Um, Kevin Stefanski was a little better play calling, but got way too vanilla in the second half, as he always does. That needs to get fixed. But this team is just way more talented than the Jets. I don't really like what they do offensively. Um, don't love their weapons. I think Garrett Wilson, obviously, you know, helps them out a little bit. But yeah, um, I think this I think this Browns team is just flat out better and is going to play better in their home game, you know, home opener. All right, so switching gears, last question. Guardians, gut feeling, where do you think we end up? Playoffs, deep playoff run. What do you, what are your what's your gut feeling on the Guardians? I think they lose in the first round, but okay. I think they, but I think they make it because they're going to probably play a team like Toronto or New York because they're going to yeah. probably be if they win the AL Central they'll be like the third seed or something. They're going to have to play a tough team, so um, I think they lose in the first round, which is for right. for what this yeah. for what this team is is, which is a bunch of rookies and young guys that don't even know what they don't know. I think. It's, Fantastic! I think they've had a fantastic year. If if the ownership and the front office cared about winning this year, they would have brought in you know a player at the deadline. They would have brought a player at the player at the in the offseason outside of Brian Shaw. Like I think for what this season was supposed to be, a first round exit is not a bad thing at all. Get these kids some experience in the postseason. You know, tell them how much they overachieved. Tell them tell them how great they were, and build into next year. So I have no problem with what they with with this season whatsoever. Heck yeah. Uh, Hayden, we greatly appreciate the time. Couple questions: Where can everyone read your articles? Where is your next concert? And where can everyone hear your music? So, first question: I don't, I don't really write articles, and I think that like 
Really? Um, no, yeah, I don't. I do I do social media and I try to cover I do like I run Cleveland.com's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, oh, Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So So I'm never really, mind. Question so, yeah, one, strike. So, so follow us on Cleveland.com on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. I do kind of I try to cover the teams in a different way through the lens of like social media. So um and then oh. my next I actually have to look at my schedule for my next performance because I don't know where it is. Um, <laughs> look at this guy, big it's, time. It's, okay, it's it's no at, big deal. Guy. It's at it's like you have to talk to my agent. <laughs> it's at, right. It's at Stonewater Golf Club in Highland Heights on September sixteenth at Sweet. seven PM. So East Very Side, cool. Highland Heights, Stonewater Golf Club, uh, 7 p.m. I think that's Friday the 16th. There we go. Nice. And then you can follow me. Or what, what was the last question? Yeah. Where, oh, where can we follow question. you, Dave? Yeah, I'm at, at H underscore Grove on all my platforms, Twitter, Facebook, or Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, don't follow me on Facebook because I have too many people on there and I don't and I don't use it. I don't use it. It's too it's way too saturated. So I would say Instagram, Twitter, and and uh, and TikTok at H underscore Grove. There we go. All right. I'm, I'm done grilling you on where to find all your stuff. So <laughs> we appreciate the time. Thanks for thanks for joining us and hope to have you again sometime soon. Hayden. No, thanks, thank you guys. Hayden. And apologize for the uh, for the, the noise at the beginning. Hey, it worked out. That was a that was a inside look. Yeah. Like Perfect. Thank you guys Bye, so much. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Hayden. Take care. All right. Awesome stuff from Hayden Grove. Inside Bye look. From the- yeah, live from, from the press box. From the press box, guy's voice was awesome. Yeah, that's not bad. You're in the announcement of the Guardians winning the same time yeah. that the press gets their official announcement. I didn't realize that they had a guy that comes around and make the announcement and like greet off a statue to him. I didn't either. Funny. No, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> All right, let's look at some over unders. Okay, so fast forwarding to the Jets game, over unders. Chris, I think I gave you over under one and a half sacks for Miles Garrett. You took the over. Well done, sir. Thank I think you. I gave you Nick I mean, Chubb a hundred yards. I think you took the under on that. Yeah, why did I do that? I have no idea. Yeah, so yeah. you could quietly get over a hundred, and that's what he kind of did yesterday. Uh, you look up, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, he is there. It was quiet, man. He he runs like a like a thick Barry Sanders. He's, he's it's phenomenal. So fun Watching him to on watch. those cuts, it's like, oh, he's going to get tackled. Oh, never yeah. mind. Like a thick Barry Sanders. There you go. <laughs> Put but, that on a t-shirt. Pete, Barry Sanders was my favorite running back, and he's just like way bigger. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, he's a, he's at least taller. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Barry was a little. A lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some over-unders here this week, Chris. Right. Over-under. 170 passing yards for Jacoby Brissett. He had, what, 147 yesterday in today's NFL? I'm going to go ahead and go over just law of averages. You got to get more than that. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, all right, over under 120. Nick, what do you think, by the way, on Jacoby? I think over as well for the same reason okay. as Chris. It's got to happen, but, man, I was uninspired yesterday. <laughs> By the way, while I'm thinking about it, you mentioned some of the things that we had brought up about this game and how we were pretty dead on, really, in the analysis last week. I was pretty close with the ultimate score, too. Yeah, you were. You and were. I said it would come down to a KD York field goal. Yeah. So I'm just going to take that I victory thought, lap while we're at it here. I thought I was going to be the closest when it was 0 0 and there was zero yards <laughs> in the entire game. And I was like, well, at least my prediction's going to be close. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe that overhit. 
I know. I, it was yeah, weird. Yeah, I was weird. Like, yeah, such a low point total. How about the under of that Bears 49ers game? Because it was all rain. I think the over-under for that game was literally 38, and it crushed it still. It was like 17-14 was the final. No kidding. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that under was a mega lock. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. All right, mega lock here over-under. <laughs> 120 rushing yards for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt That's combined. Difficult because of like the all-purpose yards of Hunt. I mean, we saw him yeah. unleashed as a pass catcher yesterday. But hopefully, the Browns get a little bit more out of the slot receiver position. I mean, there was nothing and tight with, end. Yeah, and tight end. <laughs> there was nothing with Demetric Felton. Really, we saw him in the slot a bunch. We saw David Bell was in there a lot um, in the slot and just didn't really see any passes come his way, literally zero targets. So hopefully they get a little bit more production out of the slot. That makes Hunt a bit of a more pure runner. I'll go over on that. Is there any way Stefanski switches up the game plan and gets away from the run and gives Jacoby Brissett a little bit longer leash? No. Jets gave up only 63 yards on the ground to Baltimore. Now, granted, Baltimore is kind of banged up. And yeah, because they don't back even department. have J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he's got to keep the same approach. Let's not try to be too smart. Same approach. You have Nick Chubb. You have Kareem Hunt. Yeah, use them. There's no reason. And I agree with Hayden, man. With the vanilla stuff in the middle of the game, we're throwing to the tight end short of the sticks. I thought we were done with that when we got rid of Dude, Austin Hooper. So it was like the Mike Brown years of the Cavs, yes. the third quarter, yes, where the like third quarter Anderson Varish would nope. be our leading scorer with like three points for the quarter. And I'm like, yeah, this is horrible yeah and it, it, it was literally every game yeah it's it's starting to get that way so you got to just stick with what works kareem hunt yep. and nick chubb over and over and over and over again last time in in uh jets territory 2020 chubb and hunt combined for 39 yards just throwing that out there. on 15 carry that was that and also that was that goofy covid game where Baker was practicing with them in the parking lot because there was there was nobody. It was the Austin Hooper game. Yeah, they got to run the football, man. I, I think yeah. if anything became evident week one, you have to run the football in order to win these games. Yeah. Chris, over under four and a half sacks for the Browns defense Sunday. We got them four times. Miles had two of those. Mm, yeah, Joe Flacco is, what, 90 years old? Uh, I, I, I really like what we got with miles Garrett right now. Um, in terms of he, he's just, he's like a sprinter coming off that, yeah. that edge. I mean, he really is getting to the quarterback. Um, so I, I'm going to say he gets another couple of sacks and I'm going to say we go over as a team then guys the interior played better than I expected too. Yeah. I, I think miles Garrett is two and a half sacks away from that clay Matthews record. Yeah, and my bold and half, yeah. my bold prediction is he breaks it in this game. Wow! The wow. Jets are, the Jets are without Dwayne Brown on the right side and Mekhi Becton on the left side. They are without both starting tackles. And I Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco is their quarterback. Yeah, and their running back is Brees Hall and Michael Carver. Yeah. I think this is the game where uh, where Miles breaks this breaks the sack record for the Browns. Yeah, I mean Joe Flacco and I are very similar age and like. I just pulled like my hamstring playing Papa shot. So like, I don't really see him moving around a no, whole lot. No. Yeah. It should be a big day for the Browns defense. And it was a big day, you know, last week for the Browns defense, other than a couple of those goofy miscommunications. So as long as they clean that up, it should be a route on Sunday. All right. Dave, the one everyone's calling up. 
You should be calling up Tim Misney on that. Just to say, get the get those deep pockets at Papa Shot, man. Go after, make them pay. Got to. By the way, Tim Misney, we are looking for more sponsors. God, if we could have a make them pay segment, God, that would yeah, be awesome. yeah, it would make them pay. All right, this week. All right, I'll get on. Get that. the promo clip set up, Chris. The one everyone's been waiting for over under yardage for Katie York's longest made field goal week two, fifty one and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I hope that he doesn't have to kick long ones. I, I hope we just move the ball down the field and he's kicking, you know, extra points and maybe we just don't punch it in one time and maybe a 20, 30 yarder and that's about it. I don't want that to become like the norm. It's no, really cool. No. It's really awesome. It's like a walk-off grand slam when you needed three runs in the ninth, but you don't always want to have that every <laughs> single game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Setting yep. yourself up. That means that the things that went up to that point weren't great, you know, and we need that to be better. So I'm hoping Cade's going to have some shorter field goals. Yeah, some week. 33, some extra points. Yeah, and he Cade deserves a break after going yeah, four for four, hitting the 58, 34, 26, 36. He should have had a 53. Yep. We draft the dude. Fourth down, 53 yarder. You put Cade York in. You you put points on hey, the board. Man. I was so mad at Stefanski. And Stefanski at times. He did this last year with Baker. He's doing it this year with Jacoby Brissett. You don't have Tom Brady at quarterback, man. No. Take the damn points. Yes. What are you trying to prove? You know, it's you're playing Carolina. Just take the points yes. where they where they come. Yeah, that should not have yeah, been I know, a that game winning. Drove field me goal. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now let me play a little devil's advocate on please, that. Chris. Please, please. He's not a young kicker. Do you really want to trot him out there that early to make a difficult kick? Or do you want to kind of ease him into his career a little bit? And, you know, that whole easing thing came down to a last-second kick from over 50 yards. He goes out there, and let's say something weird happens on that kick, and he misses it, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe his mental game's off the rest of that game, and we lose the game. I don't know. I, I just – Maybe that early in the game, it's not that bad of an idea to pass up on that kick and play a little field position. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to you. Now, having said that, I said something completely contrary on Twitter at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I said, put him out there, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I know. I was yell at the TV moment for sure. Yeah. That's good. All right, you guys ready for Stump the Flog? I guess so, man. You got yeah. me as an underdog, so let's see what I can do here. Yeah. I don't know any music. The board's too far away. But uh there we go. All right. All right. All right. All right, I'm going to read a question with multiple answers. Chris and Nick, they're going to take turns going back and forth answering the question until one of them cannot come up with another name. Uh, let me see what we're doing. The question this week is Browns quarterbacks that have won openers. Yeah, I'd be cooked. Since <laughs> Queen was born. I don't think anyone would be cooked, <laughs> cooked in that one. Oh my god. The Queen right. saw what, fifty-four Browns starting quarterbacks? Yeah, fifty-nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, here it is. Since their inception in 1946, look at Nick Cringe. 25 players have attempted a field goal for the Cleveland Browns. I'm in good shape. 
Okay. okay. Name them. All right. Um, let's see. So Nick won last week. Yeah, the Johnny Manziel. Uh-huh. Let me take myself off here. We got Nick versus Chris. Let's do it. Um, I say, would you like to defer or would you like a... What's the smart thing to do? I'll defer. You're going to defer. You're going to let Chris go first. Yep. Okay. okay. Chris. Kickers. Matt Barr. Correct. All right. I'll go with friend of show, Cade York. Correct. Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson. That has to be correct. <laughs> Chase McLaughlin. Wow. Did he? Correct. Marion Motley. What? Didn't he kick two? Who? Did I get it wrong? Marion Motley? I think so. No, he kicked two. Dave scrolling, man. I don't think so. 25 players have attempted a field goal for the Browns. Who did you say? Mary Motley? Who's that? Oh, did he not kick? I don't think he kicked, dude. Marion Motley was not. It's a halfback, linebacker, and he did not kick. Oh, so could I one more here? One more here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> Wait, Chris, yes. did you just say, well, he was a, a halfback and a linebacker? linebacker? That it- Yes. yes. What yes. happened? What was that? Did you throw this? Do you have money on this? <laughs> well, you know who Marion Motley was. I mean, Mac Wilson. Halfback linebacker. Oh, Back man. in those days, they played a lot of different positions. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you could have named another one. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who I mixed him up with. Who? It's Lou Groza. Rosa was definitely also played multiple positions. The stadium road is named after him. I think he made a field goal in like 26 years in a row or something. Yeah. Yeah. We saw a lot of those. All right. Um, Well, that was disappointing. Do you want me to see if I could keep going? Uh, Yeah. yeah, Let's let's see how many more we can get. Well, I think that was it. So you're done. No. Who kicked in the Jets game? Ah, Greg, Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph. Austin, Austin Seibert. Yep. Because he was the one that screwed up to get Greg Joseph there. Yep. Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Who could forget? Uh, man, those are all the recent ones. Travis Coons. Cody Parkey again because we had him the first time. I'm just trying to go backwards. It was Phil Dawson for a really long time. We drafted time. a kicker. Oh, yeah. Man, I, and I have some Zane Gonzalez. Zane Gonzalez. Yeah, I got some stories there. All right, I think that's F- it. Old friend of show. Scottish Hammer. Since we're playing the Jets. Wow, Scottish Hammer. Oh, there you go. Chris, this was easy. Easy. Yeah. And you had me as an underdog. I did. Plus Chris, 250 you were, cash. That was disappointing. Chris, I'm Motley. just going to throw no. that out there. And I had kickers for days. Since we're playing the Jets this week, when we played that game in 86, where Bernie took the late hit from Gastineau. Yeah. Do you remember who the kicker was? The last straight-on kicker in the NFL. I don't. Who we brought in for that game because I believe Matt Barr was hurt. Mark Mosley. Mark Mosley, 1986. Yeah. 
Wow. Brought him in just for that game, basically. I did, I did not remember that. He was a straight-on kicker. Remember straight-on kickers? Oh, yeah. It was good times. <laughs> hey, who was the last barefooted kicker? Remember barefoot kickers? Nick, there's yeah. probably not been one in your lifetime. No. I, the last one that I'm aware of is the one that missed the end of Elway's drive. Like Morton Anderson? Was he a barefoot kicker? I don't remember. I'm not sure. That'll be next time. Yes, next something fun. It wasn't Marion Motley. Marion Motley, not a quick kicker, not a barefoot kicker. I was like, Marion Motley never kicked. I was was thinking of Lou the Toe Grows, and I don't know why I said Marion Motley. (laughs) Ah. Uh, Too good. All right, score those old players. They played a lot of different positions, Nick. Come on. Mm. All right, score prediction for the Jets. I got the Browns winning this one 26-17. Okay. Chris? I'm going to go Browns 32-14. This one's going to be a laugher. I think the Browns are going to figure out some things this week. We're going to look a lot better offensively. The defense is going to hold, and they've got Joe Flacco, and he's not scaring me at this point. No longer elite. Yeah. I'm going 24-0. Wow. Wow. The first goose egg. Wow. Pitch the shutout. Okay. Joe Flacco is not going deep on us after Baker Mayfield went deep on us. I think we post the shutout. Man, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Especially going into into that Pittsburgh game on Thursday night football. That defense would be feeling good. We shall see. All right. Any uh, any final words before we get out of here? Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball, Chris. Uh, way to go, Ohio State. Now two and zero, by the way. Oh and two against the spread. However, they they are they are, and uh, that Notre Dame victory doesn't look nearly as impressive. <laughs> no, no, it does not. <laughs> After we Notre Dame goes and loses to Marshall out of the Sun Belt. Um, but Man, nonetheless, Jim Donovan, Jim Donovan today on eight fifty compared the higher. What's their coach's name? Marcus Freeman. For who? For, yeah, for Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they, Jim Donovan compared that hire to the Browns hiring Freddie Kitchens. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He did. Wow. He did. Wow. He's an Ohio State guy, too. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. That's awesome. So, All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog show. We will see you next Monday, another Victory Monday. Oh, yeah. 2 0 for our Cleveland Browns. Let's do it. Fingers crossed. Look for that goose egg. Huge shout out to Shaq News. Go subscribe to their channel on Twitch. All the video game content that you could ask for. Go drink some Labatt Blues. Um, Go get some GV shirts. Just got the new retro shirt. Yeah, that one's nice. That looks looks nice, Dave. Yeah. What'd you you go with, Chris? So I got the Jose. The Jose, the red one. Yeah, Jose, 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 Jose. It's a... Yes way, Jose, is what it says on the front of it. And it's That's really nice. slick. It just came back in stock, so you'll have to get those before the playoffs start. There we go. Nice, nice. And go uh, go to TSE Cleveland. Get some signed Browns gear. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks for tuning in. See you then. Goodbye. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play!
Reflux Town!